Welcome to the TalkCast Pod Show, the number one show on the internet and the man in your mirror. I am your host, the assassin with the heart of gold, and I'm joined this week by my wonderful alter ego, the uh, brains to my brawn, Stefan. Hello, it's me. We're going to be talking about Moon Knight today. It's, uh, well, I, I think it's pretty good. I, I, like, it's, I think it's the best MCU show so far. Before we get into the meat of that, uh, I want to roll through a little segment I like to call the rundown, talking about things that either we're you know, going through currently or stuff that might not make an entire show's worth of conversation, but that we've experienced. Uh, I know I've seen a few movies, been re-watching through a couple of shows. How about you? Any, anything currently? Um, me and our, and, our, and, our, and our good friend Jesse no- Nowak have been uh, going through Buffy and, mm-hmm. and Angel. Two of my favorite shows ever. I, I I caught like a few like episodes here and there when I was like a kid, but it was a show that like I didn't stick to. What what makes it so good in your mind? Um, well, I don't know. Buffy is is a show that like yeah, well like you know let, let, let me do this other way. Joss Whedon fucking sucks as a, as a human being. He's a bad person. But other people work on the show and they're not bad people. As I know so. Um, but like Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a show that just makes me happy, um, and, and it's it's the it's 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 a great genre bending show. It's a show that's not afraid to be a comedy a lot, right? Like, but doesn't brand itself as comedy. But it's like it's an action comedy show. It lets itself be naturally funny. Yeah, as it, was it's do, it, was, moving. it was doing it before other people people did it. it does it better than most other shows on its to this day? Like Jesse's watching it for the first time, but knowing very little. Mm-hmm. And he's constantly shocked at how well it does. Twenty years before, and and it was the blueprint, and people did the blueprint first <laughs> afterwards. Like, um, for is it, uh, for example, uh, LGBT. There's a there's a prominent lesbian couple, mm-hmm. um, and one, the one thing Jesse knows. Small spoiler here is that one one of the members of the couple dies at one point, ah. um, which some people say is like sort of one of the progenitors of the barrier gays. Um, where a, a gay character is quickly killed off. Um, but the thing is, in Buffy, the character does die, but like they're on the show for three seasons. Like, and, oh, yeah. and the actual rep of like showing the relationship are more progressive than many shows that came after it. Right. Up until like now, when that rep's getting right. Um, and Jesse was underestimating how good the show, how well the show is going to treat the character. Um, so like it's 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 very ahead of its time in that. Reason, like shows like Lost and our current version of TV round. First shows I know of that has like that. Right. That has to like catch you up on what's. I don't feel like I have a lot of those. Not since like Supernatural did. I, I don't really know what the like primetime network television lineup is other than like W's slate of DC shows. Yeah, I mean, well, and there's, like, there's also there's a dearth of like super. Uh, there's like a dearth of like. Supernatural Monster, Monster of the, of the Week, Week shows, like stuff that I that I personally am really connected to. I really love the first five seasons of Supernatural, mm-hmm. specifically those seasons, uh, and I really love Buffy and Angel. And since those shows have been around and ended, like nothing's really filled that void, right? Uh, which you know, I think about a lot. <laughs> it's it's a it's a fun show concept. I mean, even like the later seasons of Supernatural, they'd still have like you know. A couple good episodes a season, 
like just there's there's one that I remember in one of the later seasons where it's just a, it's it's a bottle episode where it takes place all inside the car, mm-hmm. and it's honestly one of my favorite episodes of that show. Like yeah, when when a show can like just have magic stuff happen and like there's rules always obviously, yeah. but like a lot of things can happen as long as you follow the rules. Mm-hmm. And you know you get stuff like Buffy Buffy popularized the musical episode, and right? Also did it better than everyone else, I would say. Like Jesse was also noting that that he's seen many musical episodes after Buffy, and he just saw he didn't even know Buffy had one until he watched it, hmm. and uh, he was shocked at how well it did it compared to other shows. Right on. Um, so yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, highly recommended by me. Uh, one of my favorite shows, period. So. All right, I might have to check it out at some points. Uh, for me, have you seen either, uh, have you seen The Northman? No. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. It is, uh, I mean, it's Robert Eggers, so you're, you're getting like, you know, his style on things. He did like The Lighthouse and The Witch. Have you seen either of those? I saw The Lighthouse somewhat recently. I thought it was all right. It's, it, it, does, it's, it, doesn't, it's, it doesn't hit me personally in a way that I think it hits other people, but it doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah, no, I, I just absolutely love Willem Dafoe in that. And honestly, it's what really uh, gave me hope for Robert Pattinson as Batman. I'm like, oh no, this guy, you know, he's got chops. He's much more well-rounded than he's been presented he, in. He's stuck in a room with the Joker. He's like, ah, you fought! Ah! You fought! Stop fighting! God, you goddamn fight! Oh, you fighting! <laughs> And, I'm the Batman! And the, and the fucking, like, ah, man, just Willem Dafoe's monologue, his soliloquy in that is just, holy shit. Or the Poseidon um, one? Yes. He's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, he, He's really good about doing, like, accurate period pieces, like something that just feels right for the tone that he's shooting. And, and The Northman is this very Shakespearean revenge tale. I, I'd say it's like Hamlet if it were a heavy metal cover, you mm-hmm. know? Like, uh, there's there's some like brutal shit. Like, you know, it's May the 4th, Star Wars Day. I, there's this fight near the end where they're just fighting in this like volcano, like while uh, volcanoes erupting. It's like a significantly more brutal version of the fight on Mustafar. It's, it's got all this amazing shit and it's also way up its own ass with how pretentious it is. Oh, cool. But in all the ways that I kind of enjoy in a movie. Sometimes I enjoy, like, yeah. like, like when people say like Green Knight's pretentious, I'm like, yeah, and that's why it's fun. I, I, sometimes I like a little pretentious bullshit. Yeah, I, I, I'd, compa- I'd compare it to Green Knight. I think I like this better than Green Knight personally, mm. uh, but that's just my flavor. Uh, and it really helps if you have any knowledge of Norse mythology going into it, because it doesn't like to explain any of its imagery, mm-hmm. and it's all very heavily tuned to the Norse mythology. Yeah, that's also similar to Green Knight, where like Green Knight has a lot of deep cuts for Arthurian legend stuff, mm-hmm. but if you don't come in already knowing that stuff, you're really not going to pick them up. Uh, so I, 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 yeah, I know the two different directors. I, David Lowry, I believe, is, is Green Knight, but. Yeah, I, I highly recommend Northman. I think Northman was great. Uh, another fun one. I saw the new Nick Cage movie. I think I think it's called like the Unbearable Weights of Immeasurable Talent or something like that. A uh, lot of fun. I mean, if you like Nick Cage movies, you'll almost certainly like this. I don't. I haven't seen a modern one in a long time. I'm waiting on that one where he's playing Dracula to come out because I desperately want to see him play a vampire again. So, so you haven't seen Mandy? I've not seen Mandy, I've not seen Pig, I've not seen any of the modern ones, really. I, yeah. less... Ma- Mandy's fucking great, and they even like kind of like touch on it in the movie, because, uh, I mean, basic synopsis is he goes to visit this cartel lord, and he's a huge fan of Nick Cage, and he has this like room full of like props and stuff, and he's like looking around, is that the chainsaw for Mandy? Oh, Mandy's a classic. Yeah, really underappreciated. It's just fucking great. I... And uh, Pedro Pascal, who I'm liking more and more the more I see him and stuff, 
manages to match Nick Cage's energy and, you know, even complement it so much. I, I think it's a really fun movie. Whereas The Northman is a very kind of like dour experience that you can laugh at if you have a sick, dark sense of humor. Uh, but still enjoy as a piece of media. This is much more you're going in there and you're going to have a good time watching it kind of situation. Gotcha. Yeah. Those are the things that I've been wanting to talk about, but I know I'm probably not going to have a good chance to. So those are those are my recommendations if you're going to a theater and not seeing Doctor Strange this weekend, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for me, it's just been Buffy. I've been, I've been obsessively re-experiencing Buffy, and it's always fun for me. So I do it every couple of years. Right on. But with that, let's move on to the meat of today's discussion. Let's talk about Moon Knight. All right, so what, what about Moon Knight? <laughs> I know. I, for some reason, I thought I was in a Red Letter Media video for a second where you'd cut to like something, and then no, we don't do that. No, though. we don't do that here. We're too, too we're heavy editing. Way, way to too, way too, way too much effort to put in. All right, our editors are busy. Me, They're me better. being one of the editors, and Kaiser I, I being the other. Something. Oh, Tyler. Oh, oh, what are you gonna do? So let's talk about Moon Knight. There, now you're backwards. Moon Knight. I'm the man in the mirror. Perfect. Whoa. I, I, I my first thoughts on Moon Knight were essentially that, holy shit, Oscar Isaac was super underappreciated and like super underutilized in the Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's really fucking good in this. I remember they were going to kill him off. So this is like, that that, that was them course correcting me like, oh, we can't get rid of this. No, he's good. <laughs> he's really good. Um, yeah, no, he, he does a great job in this show. Um, like some question why he would even come back to Disney after what was a they very probably had they probably experience. have him under like contract for like a certain number of pictures maybe no no like they don't he, do that he, he made a choice okay. to come back for this role well, he's, he's, listed, he's listed as an executive producer so <laughs> he had probably some say in how this stuff was going yeah apparently he got a call from Kevin Feige and and, and he liked this idea specifically and he might maybe was guaranteed that Disney would not meddle okay <laughs> given what happened with the Star Wars stuff yeah. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of the problems with the Star Wars stuff had a lot to do with Bob Iger saying, just keep pumping out Star Wars. You got to keep making a movie every every other year. Uh, we that, need that, this. That, we need this now. We just spent X billion on this. We need it. Yeah, and that, that backfired big time, which Bob Iger actually admitted to. Yeah. But, uh, but hey, he's gone now. So. Yeah, he's, he's gone. Now we got Chapek. Everybody loves Chapek. Yeah, he's doing... I, I want a career. Corporate I'll, America. I want a career, so I'll be quiet. Um... <laughs> He's doing a wonderful job, but uh, yeah, yeah, no. Moon Knight's really good, and honestly, to, to me, it is like the best MCU show so far. I would agree, in large part because it's its own thing. And right now, that is a breath of fresh air. Because I'll be honest, I'm not super looking forward to Doctor Strange two. I'm sure it'll be a good movie, but like after No Way Home, I am so fucking burned out on everything being multiverses. And, and and they're just introducing stars. this concept, so yeah, and guest stars and like, and I'm already fucking tired of it. Like, I want I want other things. And Moon Knight being its own self-contained, it could just not be in the MCU for for as all as it. It really doesn't. Like, it really it doesn't, doesn't pay any service to any of the other MCU stuff. That's and I love that. Uh, other than the fact that some people recognize superheroes exist. Because yeah. th there's a line like, "Are you an Egyptian superhero?" Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. That, that was nice. Yeah. That was a nice little moment. Um. Because uh, I, I should I should note like uh, the the main director of of the show I don't know about the writing but the main director of the show is is also an Egyptian person like that's good like, that's that's one thing that Disney does try to do is they like in in recent years like the last couple of decades they've tried to be more 
culturally sensitive and like giving, you know, if they're, if they're doing something about a particular culture, they'll involve more people that have, you know, been raised through that culture in its production. I, I don't remember the director's name, so I shouldn't try for it. Right. But, uh, but um, yeah, I, I saw his name a couple times in the credits, um, and uh, I, I thought the directing of the show has been very good. Like, visually also, the show really stands out among the MCU stuff of being more... It feels more like an actual... <laughs> Like, like an actual unique piece of art. yeah uh, like like it's all art like artists are working on them very hard but this one felt a lot more like a show to me and not like a product does right. that make sense yes uh and when, when when like yeah a lot of the other shows have felt like there's, there's been good stuff I, re I really liked the the visual aesthetic of loki in a lot of ways mm -hmm. But it still felt kind of like a product, a good product, but a product. And yeah, with with Loki, it felt like they're trying to serve you up the hey, here's the concept that we're going to be pushing forward with the next batch of movies. Yeah, and meanwhile, Moon Knight is just trying to be a singular good story, and it's got a whole lot of Hollywood polish, um, but it still feels like it's not trying to be a product. It's trying to be a story, and mm -hmm. that. That's a big distinction for me that, that makes me far more invested in it than I have been in the other MCU shows. And I think the editing of it like really goes to help sell that, especially early on when, you know, Steven is trying to figure out what's going on with him. They they cut it in such a uh, unique and interesting way that really, you know, um, the the show plays a lot with the I, uh, the concept of dissociative identity mm -hmm. disorder. Which um, I, I don't I don't have a whole lot of like knowledge of this, but I, I I've read I've heard and read a few things from people saying like it's relatively accurate for like Hollywood depictions uh, of of DID. Yeah, I, I did some studies on it in college because I mean it's it's such a unique disorder, yeah, like a, a unique condition that like it's fascinating to kind of study on. And psychology was one of my you know if you're an actor you either love psychology or you just like acting and. For me, psychology was a big part of that. Uh, so, yeah, just the way they depict it and like the cutting and the flash of like, oh, okay, now where am I? What's happening? Mm -hmm. And that he has this confusion in him that he wakes up every morning, he makes sure he's tied to his own bed because he, as far as he knows, he's a werewolf. Uh, like he leaves sand scattered at the foot of his bed to see like, okay, any footprints? Mm -hmm. And no, he's just dealing with the fact that there is another persona in his body that occupies it when he is not around and dealing with lost time and just the way they edit it and present it is mm -hmm. really cool. By the way, um, are, are we are we discussing spoilers now, or are we holding off? Or is this a spoiler discussion? We, we can hold off on spoilers. Like th that's kind of the generic concept that they give you both yeah. in the trailers and in like the first episode. Yeah, so I, I, I'm just making sure that. like what I say is, yeah. like, isn't going to step on that. Um, sorry. Uh, All good. Yeah, I, I, I found it interesting. I, I find the the framing of particularly the first episode very interesting. But they kind of keep it going throughout and like like mm -hmm. tease you with it more, and it really works as a format and and like a framing device. Um, and keeps your interest in, in and keeps it from being standard, which is very important. I also really like the like sort of adventure aspect of, the, of like like yeah. sort of Stephen Sommers' mummy adventure aspect of of, of the of the piece. That, yeah, that was really fun. Because Egypt is such a unique location too. Like we haven't gotten a lot of media since that. Since well, I mean you know the Brendan Fraser mummy movies and then the Tom Cruise one that I don't think anybody saw. Yeah, but that wasn't an adventure film. That was an action film. Yes, that was much more of an action film. But I'm, I'm just talking about like using Egypt as your location yeah. in general. It's It's got such a unique aesthetic to it. Uh, oh, wait, no. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse, I think, also used Egypt, but not really. And who did that star as the villain? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Oscar Isaac, not an Egyptian guy. 
He's being. God, you don't even recognize him in that. Like, he's just like so. He's blue. Yeah. yeah. No, no one gave a shit when they cast him. And, the and they like mixed his voice. So, like, you know, he's like all filtered. Yeah, I was one of those things where you may as well have not hired Oscar Isaac because. May as well have just hired any voice yeah. actor because. Because I mean, he didn't get to do anything of that. Not role. really. Um, but such a goddamn. But he got to do a lot in this role, like, yes. like in, in, including points where you you watch him switch between the two different personalities. Mm -hmm. And I, I was watching with my dad and, and my and my family, and uh, and my dad was like, "Wow, that was that was crazy!" Like, yeah, no, he puts on a fucking switch. clinic. Yeah, like when like you see the look in his eye change, and it's like, yeah. "Ooh, that that is acting." Yeah, and I wonder like if he did if he like studied if he talked to people who experienced it. I don't know, I don't know what what research he did. Um, but clearly, I, I feel like the writers must have done some genuine psychological research to mm -hmm. try and not be offensive in their depiction. Yeah. Because it seems like this has actually avoided a lot of the tropes. Uh, and, and I haven't heard any blowback from in, in that regard. I don't keep my ear that out for controversy, but... Well, and and, well, I, and I'll say, like, even if there was a blowback, unfortunately, it might it might get it. So I, there might be some I haven't noted, but... And uh, we, don't, I, we, don't, we don't deal with that condition, so obviously anybody who has feelings... Yeah, like and, they're and, yours to have, and unfortunately, like they, so, some people might get ignored if they are complaining. Unfortunately, so yeah. uh, if, that, if that is out there, I would like to know. But um, I, I, I've heard some rumblings that like it, relative to how other people have portrayed it, it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, like what, what what was like a more recent version of like this uh, split? I think was like the the next one back. Yeah, yeah, and that was highly offensive to people. Like, well, it's, like any version of it uh, that portrays. The splitting as inherently making someone dangerous, making them violent, right, tends to be not great because a lot of, most mentally ill people are not uh, dangerous people, not violent people. If they're generally, if a danger to anyone themselves, mm. um, in in many cases, so people there, there's get, obvi people there's obviously really the upset. rare occasion. Yeah, people get really upset when like like people with mental mental uh, disorders or disabilities are portrayed as Batman villains. Yes, that 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 upsets them, and, and rightfully so. It's not cool. Um, so, and yeah, there's that, um, and often they like you have like a Doom Patrol, I believe, has a character that has yes. a personality yeah. and, like that gives them superpowers, and they have get, you seen Doom Patrol? I seen the pilot. Uh, the pilot didn't grab me. Um, doesn't mean the show wasn't good. The show, the show, like honestly, like I agree, the pilot's kind of, yeah, but I just kind of sat through it, and man, that show kind of hooks you after a bit. I heard it gets better. It gets I, 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 but yeah, all, it, all I saw was the pilot. It does all this crazy, high concept sci-fi bullshit that I love. But yeah, like when it comes to DID and in particularly like superhero stuff, it's often portrayed as like a super, like some way that to access superpowers, and here it's just. He just has superpowers and is also dealing with this, mm -hmm. which is a much more nuanced version of that kind of story, where where it kind of enhances him in a way, but not because it makes him superpowered. Right. Which is interesting. Yeah, and uh, th that's actually a common critique that I've heard from a lot of people. Uh, Taka specifically, I was talking to about this, and he was like, "Man, I, you know, I, I really like the show, but I feel like I missed a season or something like that because." Uh, the one trope that he drew on was like, I hate it when heroes lose their powers. And I feel like we're running into a guy who's already at that stage. And it's like, yeah, but the show isn't really about him being a superhero. Granted, there's like a huge chunk of that in there, but it's about his struggle with his mental state. And that to me is far more interesting. Yeah, well, and it seems also like that was just a good time to like make sure there were stakes in the next segment, exactly. mostly on the mystery. Mm -hmm. um, and make sure that they have to run away from threats instead of just beat them up. Uh, so I get why it was there. I can see how that might be kind of annoying, but I thought they, they narratively justified it very well. 
they created consequences for doing certain things. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's like, to me, it's more intelligent, I think, because uh, it's very structural. Yes. One, one of the other critiques I found when I, I think from like a couple of Twitter replies, uh, one specifically jumped out to me as, you know, what some general audiences might think. Uh, their quote was, to me, it just felt like every episode felt like waiting for the Power Rangers to transform for however long. It's like, I can understand that critique, but that's not why I'm watching the show, you know? Yeah, I, I, people said that about Iron Man 3, too. Yeah. They're like, he's not in a suit enough. It's like, I don't give a fuck about the suit. Like, the only thing that, that actually keeps me watching Marvel movies is not superhero shit. It's the characters. Yeah, you, get, you get to look at good, cool superhero shit, yeah. but... If the characters aren't good, I don't give a shit. Like personally, like and that, and that, and I think the MCU understands, like Kevin Feige in particular, understands that that's the main draw. Mm -hmm. That's why the huge fans of the MCU they don't say Captain America, they don't say Iron Man, they say Steve, they say Tony, they say Bruce, they say Peter for Peter Parker, and like they have no choice but to say Thor. But yeah, and like, and how many people complain about Peter Parker having to deal with his normal life? Rarely, because like that's built into the character, and yeah. many people call it's the, it's the compelling. Peter. Yeah, it's the compelling part of Spider-Man. Yeah, like so, like I don't know. Superheroes are fun. Them doing superhero action is fun, but if the characters aren't aren't solid and we don't care about them, mm -hmm. I don't give a shit about the superhero stuff. So I, I, and I really enjoyed not doing like being careful about when they're using the superhero. Um, yeah, and I, I feel like in the first few episodes, they use it like very sparingly and always to good effect. Like when you finally get a reveal of the suit, I think in episode two, maybe even episode three. It's the end of episode one. End of ep it was at the end of episode one? Okay, well, by the time you actually get to it, it's like, okay, cool, now we're here. Yeah. And then you're left with this mystery of, okay, so who's the dominant personality? What is actually happening here? What's what's with the bird? And well, and and interestingly, like my own my own uh, reaction to that was just like when I saw the the superhero suit, part of me was a little disappointed because I was enjoying what the show was up to that point. But luckily, the, like they kept that going mm -hmm. while keeping the superhero thread going, so I wasn't actually disappointed once we kept going in the series. Yeah, uh, when it comes to Moon Knight <laughs> itself, uh, what kind of exposure did you have to the character before this show? Basically none. I thought he was just crazy. Not not actually using that term, just the derogatory right. Batman. Um, that's what I, that's, that was my conception of him. Now I like the character a lot more given this portrayal. Yeah, I knew literally nothing about Moon Knight going into this. Uh, well, except for the fact that Moon Knight existed, my exposure to Moon Knight came specifically and solely from uh, probably Ultimate Marvel, like the, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 game where he's a playable character. It's like, oh, he looks kind of cool. But they don't really go into his character or do anything unless you go into like the biography section, so. Mm -hmm. That was literally all I ever really knew about Moon Knight. Yeah, this is my first exposure to Moon Knight, um, so I don't care if he's accurate or not. I like this version. So yeah, no, this is this is a good version, and you you could tell me that yeah, no, this is this is this is how he is in the comics. And I'd be like, yeah, no, that makes sense to me. This this is a compelling character that I could see why people would like him. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, I don't know if the the. the Sorry, I was gonna go into spoilers. Um, Honestly, I feel like we've talked a lot about the show to the point where obviously people get that we enjoy it and understand what we like about it. That yeah. And if you haven't liked the other MCU shows, this might be a good one for you if you if you do want to enjoy just a good superhero show. Yeah, I, I think this is easily the best one that Disney Plus has put out so far. I, I never saw Legion, but if you liked Legion, this might be more up your alley. Le uh, honestly. I might put the early seasons of Legion ahead of this, 
but, but it's Legion's the same vein, yeah, right? Like, same, like, like it plays more with like the psychological. It's an exploration stuff. of a character. Yeah, Legion is a fucking trip. If you want to, like, if you got Hulu, I definitely recommend checking out Legion. I've, I've always considered watching Legion. I just never got around to it. It's, but from what I, I can understand, this is more up that alley than it is the other MCU shows. So. Legion is way more pretentious in all the fun ways that I like. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, from this point on, Moon Knight spoilers. See, uh, I, were you, I, I, I had already like figured out the, the thing about they were that there was a third more violent personality. Yeah, they, 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 I, they, but I liked how it was seated. Mm -hmm. Like it's a good twist in that you can easily see it coming, but still learning about the personality is interesting and who they are. It seems like they're they're using uh, um, Oscar Isaac's heritage for this for this third character. I don't yeah. know if this character exists in the comics or not. It's possible that you're looking at a scenario like. They're obviously teasing the question, like, how how many of them are there in there now? Uh, but yeah. it, it would make sense if there are three where, you know, there's uh, Mark, who's the main body, who's, you know, created Steven in order to cope with his childhood trauma. Yeah. And then in a moment of extreme violence, like do or die, you need to fucking end this. He, he created... He, he dissociates again yeah. and, and, and another personality splinters off. Yeah. Yeah, and like, because, like, yeah, I noticed it was when... When Mark and, and Steven were like in conflict, it would show up a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, Especially when they're already in danger and the third person is just like, get the fuck out of the way, I'm dealing with this. Yeah. And I I, I enjoyed that reveal at the end. I, I liked it. Honestly, I liked taking that character off the table, the Ethan Hawke character. He he, play, he played his part. Yeah, he was really good. He, Ethan Hawke was really good, but I do not see him going any... Yeah, I do not see him going any further than this. Like, in the... Yeah. This doesn't feel like the kind of MCU villain where it's like, oh no, we need to build a franchise around Ethan Hawke, the crocodile man. Just... Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, he felt like that that character would have been watered down if he had continued any any further. So yeah. get, taking him off the board was a good idea. And, yeah, revealing that, like, Mark and Steven aren't the Moon Knight anymore... But this dude still is, and yeah, he seems guy. way more fucked up. <laughs> but that does mean that uh, the spirit is still tied to them in some way, so it leaves it open for that ambiguous, like, oh, but what do they do from here? And did you notice he was probably the one who was in the third coffin? Yep. Yeah. I yeah they, they, they hinted at that in the, I think, like, the previously on Moon Knight thing from today's episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, I skipped through that part. But, uh... Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that. I and it's good. It's a good you know next season hook. And I would I would actually like to enjoy, like like to see another season of this. Um, I should note also. I don't know if Layla's new, but I really liked Layla. She was great. Um, I, and I think it was a very good idea. Like Oscar Isaac playing a, a, a superhero based on Egyptian mythology. And you know, he's having, he's not an Egyptian. Yeah, having an actual Egyptian an actual actress Egyptian come, in and, to come in. And yeah. yeah, they had that cute moment of "Are you an Egyptian superhero?" Like, yeah. Yes, and like. And her outfit looks sick too. Like, I love yeah. the golden wings and like the daggers. Yeah, and 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 that that got seemed much nicer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the hippo lady. Hippo lady yeah. was great. Well, what was that one's name? I forget. I um, don't know my. I remember, I remember Colin Chu, and yeah. I, I I remember uh, the two the, the two yeah. yeah those two. Um, I know Anubis. I know Set. I know yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then we haven't seen a lot of the big boys, like like the the big Egyptian guys. Yeah, I don't we, know if we, we saw like some avatars, but yeah. never really, you know. I think one of them was Osiris, but yeah, I don't know. Like like they said they weren't warriors, so I'm not sure. But uh, but yeah, it was it was interesting. I, I wonder if they'll, they'll reveal more Egyptian god and stuff as the show goes on. Yeah, um, depending on if this show gets a gets its own 
sequel season or like if they tie think, it I in think, with I something. Think it's certainly, we'll I, I think it. Sh- I think it should because I think it's good enough to. And, and every time it comes out, like I, I see talk about it on Twitter constantly. So that, that's usually a good sign that the show's doing well. Yeah. If people want to be, be conversing about it, which I'll, I'll I'll just say real quick, just as like an industry thing, uh, this is why like Netflix should have abandoned the the binge, the binge model culture. a long time ago because yeah, it's, it's it's proven to be detrimental to their shows yeah it's it's problematic because on one hand it's like man i really love just being able to sit down and binge something but on the other hand conversation yeah you you don't you don't the hype up and it's bad for the shows to not have that momentum yeah you you can't talk about stranger things with somebody unless somebody else is already up to where you're at because you know if you if somebody just sits down and watches it over the weekend but somebody's only up to like episode three it's like okay where can i actually start this combo well and i never caught up to stranger things because like people talk about stranger things for a day and then then it's gone and like and i don't feel a need to be a part of it like be a part of the conversation which is a large reason to try and watch a show for a lot of people is you want to see what everyone's talking about you want to be a part of a cultural experience that's happening mm-hmm. frankly particularly during the pandemic that was really valuable for the other mcu shows yes people no, that got does. to interact with each other and talk about something that they were passionate about um that was a big deal mm-hmm. and netflix netflix's model of binging there's a reason no one else is doing it. It's because it sucks for the shows. Yeah, it, it worked for them in the beginning when they were the only game in town. And yeah. I know they've been trying uh, weekly releases. Like, I know they did that for Arcane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and think it they, worked for Arcane. It worked very well for Arcane. Like, and, Even and, though I waited until it was all out and binged it, but still. But but still, you saw people talking about it constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, And would Arcane have hit as well if it weren't if it weren't weekly? Probably not. Like, yeah, because like... like House of Cards, I, I fell hard off House of Cards for multiple reasons, but but uh, but also because the binge model just makes it like, oh, a new season of House of Cards out, I might get to that, and then I never think about it again until the next season comes out, and then you're multiple seasons behind. It's the, it's the same reason, like, I started Narcos, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good, and then you fall off, and it's like, yeah, I kind of forgot about that. And it adds so much, and the conversation's already over, so, and there's other shows that people are talking about right now that you'd rather watch yeah like i'm, I'm so, watching through the current season of better call saul it's like okay i'm doing better now yeah so like it's one of those things where it's just like like netflix recently like made a acts a whole bunch of animated shows yeah like mid-production uh i've been i i i'm mutuals and follow like a lot of animators on twitter and they're they're fucking devastated and like it feels like a thing that could have been avoided had they not stuck to like a very flawed business model. Yeah, I, I mean, on, on that end, you can look at Netflix and just say, like, maybe, like, because it was an industry-wide joke for a long time where it's like, yeah, no, just go to Netflix with your idea. They'll greenlight it and give you a million bucks. And it's like, maybe, maybe slow down a little there. Just... Yeah, and, and now, now like, it was all about just pumping out content. Yeah, because, you know, like, throwing, you know, pointing a shotgun at a dartboard. Every now and again, you're going to hit the bullseye. Yeah, and, like, you know, I'm not saying Disney's amazing because they're not. Like, like you know, they, they're a giant corporation. They have money to throw at these shows, but they also they're smarter about how they're yes, they're, set, they're sending these shows out to the world. They've been doing they've been doing this forever. Disney is an empire for a reason. They know what they're doing when it comes to business. Like their yeah. their vertical integration is something that I think could be studied forever in how well they have mixed their empire. Yeah, and like you know, maybe to the point where. Maybe there needs to be a little bit of regulation in there. Possibly. <laughs> at least in terms of media consolidation. 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's one of those things where like HBO knows what they're doing with with like like HBO Max is catching on better than people expected it to because I love like, HBO keep, Max. I I have it like and because people getting keep getting shows they they want to watch and they come out weekly so people talk. And there about are a them. bunch of old shows that you still yeah. love. Like I'll I'll still go back and rebinge The Wire or The Sopranos or Silicon Valley, which I'm currently rebinging. Yeah, so like I don't know, the, the stuff that's working is partially working because of the weekly model. I think because mm-hmm, it keeps you going back to the app. Yeah, like Paramount Plus not doing so well because what do they have? Halo. Yeah, and I and, and Star I Trek, which, all right. which Trekkies, you know, and uh, Trekkies or Trekkers um, will, will like you know be really into the Star Trek shows, but like that's a that's a niche that they're you they're really leaning into and then, the, and then they have the office and parks and rec and the good place so yeah. it's like okay you still have these classics yeah but like, it's, it's, it's not i can't remember uh, well the office and parks and rec are on, are on peacock oh peacock that's what i'm that's thinking. the thing like like the, God, there are the, so the, many the stuff that are not like disney plus hbo max hulu and netflix i forgot that don't paramount, have enough yeah i forgot that paramount and peacock were different the two different companies yeah yeah oh man yeah, Paramount has all the Nickelodeon stuff and Star Trek. Nah. Yeah, Moon Knight being released on a weekly schedule, I think, definitely helped it. Beneficial, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's just one of my own like, like pet peeves right now. Like, particularly with Netflix, like they're fucking over all these shows. Like, because like, yeah, people get a show on Netflix, and Netflix has the show now. So if Netflix decides mid-production to stop making the show, that these people are it can't fucked. Be made their, their ideas are fucked. Their their shows that they care very much about are gone. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Because Netflix has the rights. Yeah, so that, that just, you know, and I've been thinking about it a lot because it happened recently. It's kind of a bummer. But, uh, and yeah, like, Disney's, you know, making a bunch of franchise stuff, so it's it's not the same situation, but it's still one of those things where I think people need to pay attention to how they're rolling shows out because that's equally as important as what they're rolling out. Yeah. Um, yeah, in, in terms of, like, you know, episode per episode, I think Moon Knight has been... Very solid throughout, uh, and the tone has always, like, and this, you know, I think helps a lot for me, being not a child. Uh, the fact that it has that kind of, like, darker psychological tone, and episode four, I think it was, even kind of turns into this, like, horror movie for a while, yeah. where they're, like... Yeah, where uh, they're, they're trying to stay away from, like, the mummified mm-hmm. dudes. Um, and, and, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that, I and I... I think six episodes is a nice sweet spot yes. for these shows because it gives you a three-act structure. You get two episodes per act, and it's just a very nice spread. And like Moon Knight might be the first show. I think Loki also didn't have like a full-on dud episode, but like Moon Knight in particular has no duds in my opinion. Yeah, like, everything every episode kept is moving. interesting. We, we go. We can go back and talk about like Supernatural, for example. Yeah. How uh, there may There's be filler episodes. There are a lot of filler episodes. Some of them are good. Like like that yeah. bottle episode I was talking about is a filler episode. But there are so very, like, there are so many of them that most of them are just kind of, okay, that happened, I guess. Yeah. So few of those episodes move forward the plot. And I think... And not everything needs to, but not something... Not everything needs to. Sometimes it... I, I believe every episode of show should at least move forward. Character, which... It, it should have something yeah. of substance. Which, like, back to Buffy, that's one of the strengths of Buffy the Vampire Slayer as well. It's like, it did have, like, the whole, whole 20-something episode seasons, but nearly every episode at least does something for the characters, if not the plot. Yeah. Um, that's important. But I think <laughs> what is um, really good that I, that I feel like and hopefully is going to continue to be recognized is there is so much shit out there vying for everybody's attention mm-hmm. that you can't expect somebody to commit to like 12 to 20 episodes of, yeah. you know, Moon Knight in a row. If people run into two episodes of a show that make them that, that don't really grab them, 
they're probably gone. Yeah. Like, like the attention spans are not where they're used to because there's so many choices. They can just move on. Um, which I don't think is like a, like people don't have the same attention spans anymore. It's just that, yeah, like you said, there's so many things vying for attention that people can just move on to something that they might like better now. Yeah. And they, they're not really trapped on, you know, six channels or whatever. Like, I, I don't know about you, but I have this like kind of cycle. It's, it's not a strict cycle, but in terms of like, you know, which streaming service I turn on first. It's like, okay, uh, I know I know that I'm watching through this, so I'm gonna pop on Netflix first. And then sometimes like, okay, Prime Video. I've been watching something on there. And then there's, you know, HBO Max, because there's something on there that I'm watching. And it, it feels like it's very cyclical for me. Like mm -hmm. I keep bouncing between these platforms more consistently. Yeah, and I, I think it really helps the Disney Plus platform that they do have a lot of things on there already, mm -hmm. but their shows are kind of spread out. Like, yes. like in terms of new content on, for their TV shows. Yeah, because the next new thing we're getting is Obi-Wan, I think on like the 25th this month. Right, so like like their shows are, are they don't they don't inundate you with stuff constantly. Like they, they kind of keep one major show per platform mm -hmm. I, uh, on their platform at a time. And like, for again, Netflix, right? Like they have tons and tons of shit, but I just canceled my subscription. Not, not for, due to any like protests or anything. I just didn't have that shit I cared about. There's yeah. too much. It, it's probably going to get to that point where it's like, okay, I need to start cycling out which ones I'm paying for and which ones I yeah, consistently I go for. Because it, it's like it's like a gym membership for most of these streaming services. Most people just buy the gym membership and then they eventually stop going, but they forget to cancel. Mm -hmm. And that's the way a lot of these streaming services are like, yeah, no, we're doing that. Yeah. And like, yeah, right now I, I, I personally have Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, uh, and HBO Max. Let's see, I got Disney Plus, Hulu, Amazon Prime. I mean, shipping. Uh, I got it for the shipping, but hey, I'll take the benefits with it. I got YouTube Premium because I don't like ads, but I still oh, like supporting I, everybody on there. I do have that. I just don't watch any of the shows. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't watch any of the YouTube shows either, but it's just nice to have it without ads and the music at the gym is useful. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to support us without watching ads, go ahead, get yeah. YouTube Premium, I guess. I don't know. This is not sponsored. Uh, Netflix, HBO Max. I think that's it, but I might have another one. But yeah, like, and I, I think it, it's a weird benefit to just not have too many shows happening at once. Yes. Uh, and it's good that like so many services are able to kind of like avoid each other in this schedule too. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know if they're like worried about the competition. I'd be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like when a moon, when Moon Knight comes out, I wouldn't want to be the show that's that's opposite them in the in like. The... Yeah, because I think because I think that's Halo, honestly. Like, at least you don't want to be the same day, bare minimum. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like Halo. I saw people talk about the pilot of Halo, and that's it. I've heard, I've heard like nothing about yeah. it really. I, I heard the pilot sucked. Like that's like you know, and and like maybe the show's all right, but no one's talking about it. Anybody out there watched it? You could let us know. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably not going to get Paramount Plus. But. Yeah, Mark, Mark Swint is the is the, the biggest, uh, our, our friend Mark is, is, is the biggest uh, Halo fan I know. He doesn't give a shit about the show. <laughs> like, and, and like, and yeah, it's just, I don't know, what like, what did that show, what's Paramount Plus not doing that, that some these other platforms are doing? Because like, I didn't really care about Peacemaker until Peacemaker was out. Yeah, well, it, it helped that Suicide Squad was, you know, that I, I, I loved that movie. Um, so that, that did help, but like, I still wasn't that interested in Peacemaker until, honestly, until the intro. 
<laughs> was, God, was, damn, you know, I, on Twitter and stuff. And then I started caring about Peace Marker. Like, oh, okay, that's, that's, I like that tone. That song and a lot of Wigwam's discography is now on my workout mix because of that. <laughs> honestly, but yeah, I, I just, I just gotta wonder. Like, yeah, obviously Disney has their money behind. Yes, but HBO Max not really pumping that much into promotion as far as I can tell compared to like these other streaming platforms, but I'm still finding shows on there all the time. Like, and you know, anytime Euphoria is airing, everyone's talking about Euphoria. Um, and so, and so like, it's not even, it's not just franchise shit like, like Peacemaker. It's weird little A24 produced yeah. uh, TV shows. Like, which I, I feel like uh, when it comes to HBO Max versus Disney Plus, I feel like HBO focuses much more on the production itself. Like they aren't trying to build a franchise. I mean, they, we'll, they, we'll see what they're, they focus on in the coming future because, true. because of the merger. But true, very true. But I mean, like they, they have something that they feel like they have a franchise with, yeah. with Game of Thrones, with the House of the Dragon. Eh, who fucking we'll see, knows? We'll say. But they. They typically just send, like, go with like, oh yeah, no, that's a good idea. Here, we'll produce that, make sure it looks good, you know. And they they seem to stay pretty out of it creatively. Yeah, like they they seem like HBO like seems to be sticking so far seems to generally stick to its roots of we make artsy shit. Um, we we, we it's it's the home box office. Like, yeah, it's it's stuff that that. I don't know. Like, it, it's, like this, it's, is, this is prime television. Yeah, like, it, again, it's producing, producing stuff like Euphoria, um, some smaller shows that you maybe not not heard of, like Mosaic mm -hmm. or uh, or the or the Nick, like like Steven Soderbergh TV shows. Did you even know Steven Soderbergh made TV shows? He's made multiple TV shows for HBO, and he keeps coming back. Um, he, he's making movies just for HBO. So like, HBO is just letting artists do their thing, and that seems to be working for them as well. Yep. Um. And then, and then, of course, they get like the big Hollywood movies that WB produces in their first thing. Yeah, we'll see how long that that continues because that was a whole, that was a whole. I, I I know when it was like direct, like instead, like same day as theaters. That was the huge director's oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially with Dune, I know that was a big deal. Well, honestly, though, I would not have seen Dune if, if I had to watch it in the theater. I, I I imagine it looked fantastic. I know Quinn did. I know Quinn's a huge Dune fan. Yes. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure it looked great in IMAX, but man, do I need to be able to pause to take a piss every now and again? You know. Yeah. No. I I, I would not have watched Dune in a the theater. So I, I'm, I'm really glad left. that was. I'm really glad that was. Uh, that was something I could watch at home. Same. But. I feel like we keep drifting away from Moon Knight because, like, sub, sub, I mean, all we can always say about Moon Knight is it's good. It's, like, it's really like, good. It's one of those like, things we, we can talk about plot beats. And, we can talk about plot beats and stuff, but I feel like that does kind of do it a bit of a disservice. Yeah, and like I don't know, I, I find I find the the industry interesting too. I don't know. If Same. We, are, did chat? Do you find the industry as inter interesting as we do? We're trying. Like, or, or, or would you or would you like us to just talk about the plot points <laughs> and say what did you think when Ethan Hawke killed this guy? And <laughs> yeah, I don't know because yeah, like. We care partially because, like, this is an industry we want to yes we want to break into a bit. Like, we want to make entertainment not just for YouTube. So, like, we we're paying attention. Yeah. But but I don't like with Moon Knight. Also, it's just the thing where it's just I don't I don't have much negative to say about Moon Knight. It's just a solid show. Honestly. Yeah, it's it's really good. I like like the the ending feels a little rushed. A, a touch, but like, and, and it has that like post credit sting where it's like, aha! Uh -huh. I, I was wondering what they were going to do with the post credit sting. Honestly, like, I like it, that it was just a hook for the next. Same, season. same, because they easily could have like been like, uh, you know, well, Doctor Strange shows up. Where am I now? Kind of thing. It's like, ah, oh, Doctor Strange in Thin Friday. Yeah, I, I, I would have been. I would have rolled my eyes so hard. 
<laughs> Doctor Strange wearing the in the fucking teaser. I, I'm tired of that shit. Remember, remember how No Way Home ended with a fucking trailer for Doctor Strange? Yeah. Too? And I was like, I don't give a fuck. That, that was like the biggest kick in, like, that, that was kind of a kick in the balls. It's like, you know, you wait around to the post credits, like, oh, Doctor Strange. Like, I can watch a trailer like, on YouTube. I don't. It's like, I fucking know, dude. Like, yeah, we know that movie's a, coming. I prefer, like, like the fucking joke with Captain America in Homecoming. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll take a joke over. O over a trailer, I, I would have I would have taken like you know Peter like just kind of like sitting in his room, and then like Miles Morales from Enter the Spider Verse actually zaps in there. Like, oh shit, sorry, just like zaps out through another hole. I would have taken that. I think that would I, I would have absolutely taken a joke or something. Yeah, yeah, like. Okay, what if he would play by Donald Glover oh, for, man. for a split second and then leaves? I, I think it's heavily implied that Donald Glover is the Prowler. Oh, straight up set. Yeah, yeah, he, set. Yeah, like like straight straight up confirmed. He he's the prowler. I which I'd love to see him show up again. Yeah, no. I, I was hoping that that would be like a running thread throughout the movies. Like he he just keep yet. he just keeps showing up, just being a bit better at crime. But yeah, then just keeps getting like knocked down. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I was hoping. Like he just show up with like more and more gear, and like at, in in every single movie at some point. But you know whatever. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Still still potential for that, I suppose, if they want to actually do the Miles Morales angle. Yeah, but like talking about the entertainment and, and things, I, I, I'll, I'll go back to, uh, like, I, 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 again, I find it so refreshing that this show is just its own self-contained thing. Yes. Because I'm, I'm not as high on No Way Home as everyone else was. I, like, I was in the review. I enjoyed so, like, it. Yeah, like, I enjoyed it. It's a fun movie. Um, that's kind of all it is for me. And I and I know for some people that, that's fine. It's just... I don't know. I, I want to get a little bit more. I want to get feel like I, I'm more connected to, to the characters, and I feel like after No Way Home, I'm less connected to the characters than I was. Uh, partially because of the mind wipe stuff that always hurts my investment. Yeah. Um, and partially just because this version of Peter Parker is now defined by other versions of Peter Parker. That that and is a bit weird. Sucks. That's a like, bit weird. Like and he's and all these versions of, of of these villains, these iconic villains that he he's first met them as someone else's movies villains and that and that like this multiverse stuff i think actively robs these stories of some power yeah like you can't get an oscorp now and have it like feel he'll know what's up like yeah. it's like okay well that's kind of boring now i don't know about this and i don't know about this harry osborne who apparently i've been friends with for a while yeah i i'd love to see an oscorp and like because you know norman osborne is an incredibly powerful and interesting figure in the in the marvel comics but now if he shows up We've seen a different Norman Osborn before. Yeah, it makes you wonder like how they're going to deal with this because obviously Disney heavily laments the fact that they didn't have Spider-Man in the beginning. Oh, absolutely. Because it's like, oh yeah, no, we could have set up Oscorp a while ago. We could have done all this other stuff, but now it's like, well, fuck. And they're so and and the, you know they're they're so pissy about it that they, that like the the deal with Sony nearly tanked. It seems like it seems like I I, I read some interviews from the writers when it comes to No Way Home. We're just talking about No Way Home now, <laughs> but um. I saw some interviews with the writers and they were talking about how th this this movie was going to happen regardless, like mm -hmm. the multiverse movie, but they were thinking about holding it off till the next one. Mm. Um, but then at some point they're like, well, let's just do it now, which leads me to believe that this was a Sony thing. Sony wanted a celebration of their movies. Sony wanted a celebration of their movies in a way to try to like make their Venom and uh, I, Morbius canon well, somehow. I, I also think the producers, they've kind of discussed this. Their ego took a hit. By going to, to dis by accepting a deal from Disney, mm. it's for, to not to have them essentially make their character popular, right? Um, 
that bummed them out. So they wanted a giant celebration of what they did with the characters um, in in the in the Disney movies. I think that was part of the deal hmm. with with making more Spider-Man movies in the MCU was you need to celebrate our our versions of the characters and then we'll be more amenable. Like, that's why, you know, Avi Arad is, is I believe, is, is given, like, a whole bunch of, like, there's a whole bit about him in the credits. Hmm. Amy Pascal's name shows up a few times, including her own her own production company, Pascal Pictures. Um, it, it just felt like a deal where, like, there were some bruised egos, and that movie was a salvo. To, a salve. To, yeah, sal- yeah, salve to, like, help, help with that. Right. Um, and that's not a great basis for a film, honestly. Um... It was a fun movie. Again, it was fun. It's and like it had lots of audience pleasing moments. Yeah, but I I enjoyed it for the I, like the nostalgia riddled piece of media that it was. Yeah, I'm just hoping. I'm really hoping like the next batch of superhero films after Doctor Strange two end up being about the individual characters and not about who's the big guest in this guest star in this movie. Who's the big cameo? The, the big problem they've run the huge the massive elephant in the room problem that they've run into is they like. The original, you know, from Iron Man to Endgame, they have set up these massive shoes that they need to try to fill. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they're really going to be able to. Uh, It it feels like you're going from like the golden age of comics to the silver age of comics. And you're going to need to you're going to need some time. And I don't know if like this whole multiverse arc that they're dealing with is going to end in like a great reset. But I don't know. Like It it feels like a mistake to try and do another giant event. Right. I like Clearly, they are doing secret invasion stuff. Mm. I thought that I thought that was going to be the event, um, something smaller, more personal. That made sense to me. But now it feels like there's going to be a bunch of they're, things going on at the same at time. The, at one, like they're doing secret invasion alongside a mul- giant multiverse arc, and I'm just like, is that what we need right now? Because the thing is, like, it does feel very comic book. If I'm going to be honest, like it, where it does, a bunch but, of stuff does happen at the same time, but then you're getting like, oh my god, what string do you follow if you care to? follow progress well, and it's the stuff that keeps me from reading comic books anymore the events constantly happening that ruined comic books for me that's why i buy a lot of anthology comics yeah because like at a certain point like if you're even if you're invested in one book it'll get interrupted for a fucking event every two fucking years and that's bad for stories it's yeah. bad to have these these industry like like studio mandated like everybody's like and this happened with dr strange where the movie that Scott Derrickson and uh, and C. Robert Cargill wanted to make uh, um, got sidelined for, in my opinion, uh, this this is conjecture, but right. but you know they uh, uh, Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill were were working on the uh, this film mm-hmm. uh, uh, Doctor Strange two, and then they stopped. Yeah, and, I heard, and, I heard and it was going to be a much more like Eldritch kind of thing. Like, yeah, because they were going to make their Lovecraftian. And, and but then they had all this multiverse stuff they had to deal with and all these cameos. It seems like they weren't really interested in making a movie filled with other people's characters. Right. And I don't blame them. And and the, the movie that they did end up making, uh, The Black Phone, looks pretty neat. It does. Also starring Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Because um, he's, he's a friend. Again, a Texas guy. Uh, uh, Derrickson and Cargill are, are from Austin. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's a... It's just the thing where it's like, I'm, I'm seeing the problems of comic books start to crop up in these comic book movies. I think a lot of people are. And I really hope that doesn't continue. I hope they start to recognize, no, this is what people abandoned comics yeah, cause like, from. Like, I, remember, I remember reading like a, an author's uh, kind of like run on Wolverine. 
like Logan's one of my favorite characters and I'm reading through and then like one of the chapters ends, you flip over, it's like, then the events of House of M happens. Yeah. And then you like read this like thing like this is what happened, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like the story has changed dramatically. It's like, okie dokie. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know, like th their their old method was getting stale very quickly. Mm. Like, I get that, but I don't know, like I don't think the solution is to just make every movie completely interconnected with everything else. Yeah. To me, that's hurting my own investment. And that's that's reminding me of, of the reason why I stopped reading comics. Um, that's a bit of a bummer for me. Uh, but Moon Knight is not like that, so maybe there's some hope for the future of like more self-contained, uh, interesting stories in their own right. I think that's what was so refreshing about you know everything, everywhere, all at once, and going to see the Northmen and stuff like that. Thing. They're their own stories that I don't need to worry about any continuation on. Yeah, they're self-contained. They just tell a story and they tell the story well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like and like Edgar Wright's uh, uh, Last Night in Soho as well. Like, yes. Yeah. A nice self-contained story. He told one story. He doesn't really make sequels. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's his best work, but it, it is a solid movie. Yeah, I liked it. Like it was fun. Like, and, and uh, like whenever I hear about Edgar Wright maybe making Baby Driver two, I'm like, I kind of want to see him just make another new thing. I like when he makes new things. Yeah. Um, Edgar Wright's one of my favorite directors out there. Absolutely. I mean, like, like I, I, I emulate the man, honestly. Um, but uh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, that might be the conversation. <laughs> I'm not sure. Very well could be. I mean, because all we have next is Multiverse of Madness, which is coming out this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to see it. I, I'm honestly looking forward to it. Uh, I guess, like, a softball end capper question. Raimi almost always has Bruce Campbell show up somewhere in his movies. He will absolutely be in this movie. Yeah. Where do you, in what, con in what context do you think he'll show up? Because I have a theory. I mean, the easy answer is he shows up briefly as Mysterio. Oh, that'd be funny. Uh, like, as a, as a shot to what he was gonna do. Mm -hmm. um, the more interesting and maybe probably more likely answer is either he shows up as a not quite Ash, but essentially Ash character for a split second. <laughs> just, just shows up and like, what the? Oh, where'd you take me this time? Looks at a book and just jumps in a portal. Yeah, or he shows up as some like, human-looking embodiment of some sort of eldritch being that's very snarky and silly uh, I, for a second. That, that Doctor Strange has to have a, a conversation with. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be sh too shocked if he did voice something like Shumagorath or something like yeah. that. Where it's just like this character that's obviously not going to be sticking around even though Shumagorath is very powerful in terms of the multiverse, but... Or he's a member of the Illuminati that is. Oh, maybe. Does. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's another universe's Tony <laughs> probably Stark kill or something. him off or something. Uh, yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm intrigued. I, th I think it'll be a fun movie regardless. Yeah. But yeah, Moon Knight, solid. Yeah, solid no, show. I liked it, and, and it's doing things that are counter to what's starting to uh, like like uh, aggravate or I guess tire me out on, on the MCU stuff. So it's it's nice to, to get a breath of fresh air. Yeah, but hey, that's two guys' opinions. Yeah. What do you guys think? Let us know, leave comments, or if you're here in the live chat over on twitch.tv slash stream star where we do this live every other Wednesday. Happy to have you here, and we'll be with you in the post-show in a moment. But until then, hope you're all staying happy and healthy out there. And thank you for tuning in to the Dotcast Pod Show. <laughs>